Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is beasting. I want Ronaldo healthy. I want the whole squad healthy. Seven La Liga title in a span of 10 years. That basically to me, that means he was concussed. He was knocked out. There was absolutely no competition. We're your hosts, physical therapy students, Andy and Berg. And welcome to the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my man Berg. How are you doing today, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling. Chilling, we haven't, we haven't done this in a while, man. Let's talk about some injury, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good, doing good. You know, chilling out here in North Carolina. Ooh. I went to uh, go film some exercises. It's about 55 degrees out here. It's It feels good, man. I love this weather. And your team is actually doing well, too, in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal's doing well. Barcelona's doing well. Real Madrid got kicked out of all three competitions in a time span of six days. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Zidane's back. Zidane's back, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, but you know I'm a Ronaldo fan, though. Ronaldo is killing the game still, man. He is. He's killing the game. He is, man. Got that hat trick in the bag. Mm-hmm. Comeback complete against uh, Atletico Madrid. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Let's talk about Ronaldo later. Let's talk about Real Madrid and some of their injury stuff later. But let's start with something that happened today, very tragic. Um, David Ospina, he's technically still an Arsenal player, but he's on loan to um, Napoli right now, goalkeeper. He was going for a 50-50 ball down at his feet um, with a forward rushing at him today. And in the fifth minute of the game, he pretty much collided his head with the feet or the knee of another player. Ooh, and he was assessed. Um, he was assessed and he actually got a cut on his head. So um, he was kind of bandaged up and sent back out. And that was in the fifth minute, the fifth minute of the game there. In the 40th minute, David Ospina collapsed. That's, that's interesting. You said he got assessed, right? So they did an eye exam or anything like that. How, what did they do? Like, did they do like a quick screen to figure out, you know, if he was responsive? They'd look at his eye, notice if to, to figure out if, you know, if his eyes, if they notice any sort of twitching in his eyes. Did they do any of sort of those things? So ideally, um, ideally, that what? doesn't sound like this is what they did. <laughs> ideally, what should happen is um, the player should be, if a concussion is suspected, there's a few key questions you can ask a player. Um, a few key questions you can ask a player, and that's on, that's on something called the SCAT-5, right? And the SCAT-5 is a medical tool that um, physios and medical professionals use to see if a player was concussed. 
Um, the thing about the SCAT 5 is there are several stages, right? So if you go through stage one and you, you're seeing signs of concussion, then you go to stage two, stage three. But if you go to stage one and you don't find anything, then you stop. So a few of the key questions or red flags that um, should be assessed for are things like um, neck pain, double vision, headache, uh, loss of conscious, consciousness, vomiting. Those are all things if you see right away, then the player is automatically removed. Typically, you don't see those. I mean, aside from double vision, you don't see vomiting. Um, right, you don't see vomiting right away on the field. Yeah, th this is true. There's a few other things you can also check for. Um, you can look at what you can observe on video or in person. So if someone's having difficulty with balance or walking, if somebody looks like they're they have like almost like a lost look on their face. Uh, um, confused. So, confused, yep. Um, like Matthew D in the World Cup. Um, if somebody has trauma to the head or the face, that might be indicative of a trauma or of a concussion. And there are also a few questions. They call these Maddox questions, which are, what venue are we at today? Which half is it? Who scored last in the match? What team did you play last week? And did you win the last game? Which are... Oh, sure. Is that stage two or the same as stage one? This is all in the immediate on-field assessment. Okay. And then after that, you do a brief neurological assessment, which um, medical professionals call the Glasgow Coma Scale. So okay, there you're checking scale. eye response, verbal mm -hmm. response, and motor, motor response. response. Um, if, a, if somebody is cleared of all of that, then they are allowed to return to play. If yeah, they're not, then they should be returned or they should be evaluated on the sideline. I've never seen, uh, maybe I've never seen they done like a complete, I've never seen a player that injured, that, that concussed, that they have to go through all the stages. It's usually the, the assessment that I've seen on the field is usually short. So what do you think happened during that, <laughs> during um, those, um, before those 40 minutes? So I, I honestly do not know. Um, and I definitely don't want to judge whatever the medical professionals are doing. And it, it's a very tough thing because not only do you have a player who wants to be returned, um, you have the coaching staff who wants him to return as well. And you're doing this while the game is going on. Um, and you can't obviously stop the game for forever, which is why um, a lot of medical professionals are advocating for um, rule changes to allow for these assessments to take place without disrupting the flow of the game. That's, that's going to be hard. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what could have happened during this time. Like, if you, if you had actually seen the game, like, I want to know if there was, like, an intense, an intense game where you had to make a lot of save, um, which you would have potentially added to the, you know, the amount of, um, I would say, load or um, workload that, the, that, the, that his brain had to, you know, endure during those 40 minutes before. Like, I don't... He, just, he lost consciousness in his 40 minutes. Yeah, so he, that happened, that happened minute five. He was allowed to play until minute 40 where he legitimately like collapsed. And when I say collapsed, I mean the, the medical staff went out there and the first thing they did was to check if he was alive. You know, it was, it was that bad. The I second thing they did was they opened his mouth to make sure he wasn't choking on his own tongue. 
Uh, it's this is serious. He lost consciousness. Yeah. So he was whenever when, when the medical staff ran out there, um, there was a period of time where he was briefly unresponsive. Um, that was probably about three to four seconds at most, and then he was able to come to. Um, but it's definitely a scary thing, scary, scary thing to encounter. Man, it definitely tells you that, you know, there needs to be something to be done about um, the, portal, the the concussion assessment. There's no way you could have actually seen this coming, even with a quick one. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, these, these tools are not entirely 100% accurate, but there is research behind them that they are proven to work in most cases. Um, but the whole assessment, the whole SCAT assessment, which we, which we call it, this assessment probably takes, for me as a beginner, I've probably done this, I practice on some of my classmates and I've done the SCAT 5 before. It takes about, for me as a beginner, so it's going to take me extra time. It took me about 25 minutes to do the entire thing. Yeah, there's that's no way they're going to do that on a field. Exactly. Um, and even if you take them off to the sideline and you continue the assessment, you, what do you, you're going to play a man down for 25 minutes or are you going to allow somebody else to be subbed in in his place? I think that in that case, it will be the best case scenario. Just have somebody sub in. Like just, just don't play. In general, don't play. If you watch the replay and you see somebody's knee <laughs> hitting your head, don't play with that and just say, all right, that's it, you're done. Like, I don't care if you don't feel any symptom. Like, you, we're not taking that chance, you know. Let, let, we're subbing you out. Now, this, and this opens a whole other can of worms oh, because right, now yeah. you have players who may fake injury in order to get an extra sub. Or they, um, they may decide to cover up their symptoms if they know that if they do present with symptoms then they're automatically out, you know? So this, this is so hard, especially in soccer, because we have, the game we have so a running clock, you know, there's, there's no stoppage. Yeah. I don't know what else to be done here. I mean, aside from, you know, taking being a hundred percent cautious and just subbing the player out and then do a full assessment well, when he subbed out, I think that's the best case scenario. Yeah. Now, typically, now we, we I mean, unless you get a, you're gonna have another system that's able to actually find deeper signs of concussion within like two minutes, that's highly unlikely. Yeah, this is now. How long do you think he's gonna be out? Like, it usually takes about like what? for me like people say it takes about a week to recover from concussion but i've seen cases where it could take like a month and up to a year so i'm actually um taking this concussion course right now and they right now um it's very hard to measure the best time to come back from concussion because whenever somebody's concussed you can't do an x-ray or an mri or a cat scan or anything like that to measure the severity of the concussion. In uh, fact, what? the only thing... Why can't you? Is that, you know... Yes, yeah, so concussions are... The injury itself is completely metabolic. It's not structural. Meaning, okay. like, through an image, you cannot see or visualize any damage. If, let's say, I get concussed and you don't, 
and we get uh, MRI or CAT scan or both of our brains or whatever, they're going to look exactly the same. Now, the other thing about recovering from concussion is that it's very hard to measure because there are very few values, objective measurements that you can use. So what we do is we base the recovery off of symptom response. So if you're feeling dizzy and after a few days that goes away, that's something that you can use to help measure. Yeah, they do like a Bruce protocol to assess like what at what level. They use your heart rate, right? They use your heart rate. They use... um how hard you're working out and you, and then they use that to figure out, okay, at what point in that training you feel the symptom. And then they usually stop from there. Yeah. So there, there's a few things you can use and that's definitely a good thing to use in terms of increasing the intensity of um, your recovery. Now, the other thing is that whenever you're recovering from a concussion, the recovery time is going to be a lot longer than you think it is. Yeah. And this is because in, they, they did a study where in rats, like in mice and rodents or whatever, the time it took for the brain to completely recover was seven to 10 days. And that's in a rat. Huh. In a human, the, the more recent estimates are upwards of like, 15 to 30 days for a complete recovery and after that recovery is when you can start the protocol to return to sport really yes oh that's new information to now i think that's what i've learned yeah so this is like to wait so you have to wait a month before you start your um, post-concussion um protocol um training or whatever we turn to sport kind of training and you turn to sport or um no, you wait a month. You, so you spend a month at rest and then you go to the clinic and then now they're going to do a, a stress test to figure out, okay, are you still getting a symptom if your heart rate goes at a certain level? Is that what you're saying? So let's, let's back it up a little bit. So during that month, that's a month of rehabil- rehabilitation. So the, the whole idea of like staying in a quiet, dark room to allow your brain to recover um, those days are kind of over. That's um, impossible to actually do as well. It's not only is it impossible, but it's not the best thing for you to do. Um, a short period, um, maybe a day or two of decreased stimulation. So things like um, staying in a dark time. room, screen time, all that stuff. That's good for just a few days. After that, you need to stimulate your brain and give it enough exercise for it to pretty much get your brain stronger without overdoing it. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, like you mentioned like your 30 days rest, but is, doesn't the evidence suggest that, um, that control exercise, submaximal exercise is the best way to actually recover from, um, post concussion syndrome or symptom. So the, the symptoms, they're actually it's and we're getting a little deep on this but the yeah. <laughs> we're getting way too deep the the symptoms of concussion do not correlate with how severe the injury actually was so for really? instance let's say let's say i have a concussion and i have symptoms of being um nauseous and dizzy and i fall asleep easily 
right? So let's say I have those three symptoms. Yeah. And let's say seven to day, seven to 10 days from now, I don't have those symptoms anymore. Ideally, in most cases, you can say, oh, well, he doesn't have those three symptoms anymore. He's completely recovered when that's not actually the case. Yeah, that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. Um, there are still, exercising, right? yes, even if you're exercising, because the, the way your brain is working, all of its metabolic pathways, those are still out of whack. And even though those three symptoms that I had are gone, that doesn't mean your brain is back to 100%. Huh. Okay. So then what other means for you to keep track of how healthy your brain is? So right now, what the research is suggesting is to find measures and tests that correlate with what we call um, metabolic healing time rather than going off of your symptoms. So um, right now, the research is kind of based off of seeing if there are certain types of tests that can actually measure how well your brain is doing in terms of metabolic recovery instead of relying based off of the symptoms that the patient presents which can, those symptoms that the patient presents can very easily be masked or covered up by um, whatever they want if they want to return quicker or whatever. So those you are- gotta, You got to send me that paper because it seems like it's- an it is, Yeah, getting a little deep. Getting, um, so that's getting two, two, two physical therapy <laughs> and two PT <laughs> into this podcast. Sorry, guys. It's all good. Hopefully they enjoy, but- Let's move from Ospina. Yeah, let's just hope he has a great recovery. You know, it doesn't take, like Andy just said, like we don't know how long it's going to take him to recover, but um, hopefully it doesn't take too long. Yep, and he is stable. He's medically stable. He was sent to the hospital on a stretcher in an ambulance, but he is awake and active, and he's with his family now, so best of luck to him. All right. Let's go to Madrid, right? You got Vinicius Jr., mm. high ankle sprain. Berg, what's going on with Vinicius, man? That's I don't know. I don't know, man. And I, he was he was um he was having a good run um um before um the um <clears throat> before the Champions League. He was having a great run, but and again, I don't know what happened. Like I think it was, was it during the Barcelona? Yeah, it was in the Barca game mm. um, where he injured his ankle. Um, and he didn't seem like he roll or anything like that. He was able to, um, he was able to stand and walk. You know, he, he didn't get sub in through a stretcher. No one helped him. He looked fine. So I'm still trying to figure out why he's not back. You know, like you said, maybe it's like one of those high ankle sprain that needs a little bit more um, tender love and care before um, you go back on the field. Yeah, it, it was a high ankle sprain and, those are different from your regular ankle sprains because normally when you roll your ankle, that's considered a typical ankle sprain. Those are the ligaments towards like your foot area versus a high ankle sprain. Those are the ligaments at the bottom of your shin that keep your two leg bones at the bottom of your shin. Yeah. So in his case, Vinicius Jr., um, his tibia and fibula, the two shin bones, um, the ligament that keeps those together at the bottom is partially torn, which is clearly an issue. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big issue because um, his ankle is not going to be stable at all. And he's not going to be able to do a high impact activity. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's not, isn't, that's why he's not back. Yeah, yeah. Very unfortunate. And, every, and these high ankle sprains are serious because every time you take a step, it kind of 
separate <laughs> yeah. a little bit exactly. More. So, I mean, so you're picking at the scab every time you take a step. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to need his time off. I feel bad for him because he was supposed to make his debut for Brazil. Oh. This month. Yeah, and the international friendlies coming up. And this, this is a really bad coincidence for him because the guy who ended up taking his spot in the Brazil squad, who's also making his debut, his Ooh. name is David Neres who plays for Ajax and scored two goals against Real Madrid to kick Oh, shoot. That, that's that guy? Yeah, it's that oh, guy. Man. That guy gave you the sauce like that, yeah. He gave – yo, he, he had so much sauce. Yeah, so – He was he, so he took, fresh. Yeah, he wore Vinicius out and then took his spot in the in – the, Ooh, in the man. Oh, my goodness. Man. I got to follow this guy now because I didn't know he was Brazilian. Yeah, he's that nice with it, yeah. I think in a pre-production podcast, you're mentioning that every time Real Madrid got a new manager, their injury spikes. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, one of our one of the friends of the show, Nicole Sertica, at her course, she actually mentioned that for every change in manager, um, the injury rate will spike at that time because the new manager has his own training philosophy yeah. that he has to implement. And whenever you switch philosophies, it's easy to um, either underload or overload yourself. And if you overload yourself, you might get injured. Um, so in the case of Real Madrid, this is their fourth active manager in the span of 10 months. They went from Zinedine Zidane last year to um, – who they have, Lopetegui, Lopetegui, and then they had Solari, and now they're back on Zidane. Wow. So that's four different philosophies that they're flip-flopping in between in, in just a span of 10 months. And in the past year, Real Madrid have had 41 injuries, 29 of which have been muscular. And these muscular injuries are, I don't, I don't want to say easily preventable, but they are able to be prevented if you put in the right risk reduction program. Okay. Wow. Well, hopefully, I mean, we get, we have to wait a couple more days to figure out what's going to happen. But and so far, I like the change that I'm seeing. Kut was benched. Marcelo's back on the squad. You know, Asensio's back, you know. Look. Man, that guy Kutwa man pisses me off. Yo, he sucks, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's not good. He's oh. not. I mean, it takes a certain type of mental fortitude to play for Real Madrid. And he's he's just a little soft for me. He's a little you know, soft. You know what I don't understand? You buy Kilo Navas and you won three Champions League with him. And then oh, the fourth year, you just decide. Eh, you know, I don't need it anymore. Let me get Coutois. And this is when your uh, midfield is lacking, when you lose Ronaldo. Your defense could clearly use some work, but you decide to strengthen your goalkeeper when you already have one that's won three straight Champions Leagues. I don't, I don't understand. Doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Perez has got to go, bro. He is a terrible president of the club. He's run this club into the ground, in my opinion. I, I think – his idea, his ideas for um, 
the 2002, from 2002 to 2014, 15, maybe, they were great. But, you know, I think at this point, like the, the, the galactical era, the galactical style of, um, his style of galactical style is no longer, is no longer in, in, in it's, it's not working anymore. No, and these days it's way too expensive. I know. I mean, back in the day, you can get Kaka was what, like 60, 70 million? He was a record breaking transfer. Ronaldo was only 100. Yeah. Now you got cats going for two, 250. Yeah, I'm saying it's not sustainable. And it's, it's only going to get more expensive because they, they started this whole damn trend. So it's only going to get more expensive. I'm, I, I, there was a rumor I was reading um, about um, who Zidane wants to. Uh, wants who, new faces Zidane wants in the squad, and they were talking about Mbappe. It's probably gonna be a freaking record transfer too. Um, <laughs> Mbappe had his whole like set of demands, and which player <laughs> he wants to play next to him. Like <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and then they want Hazard, which I'm like, ah, is Hazard like that that kind of player? I mean, he's great, great dribbler, but is it the kind of player that Madrid wants? I don't know. See, I, I think Hazard will end up going. Funny thing about Mbappe, though, the um, the CEO or owner or whatever of PSG um, stated that there is a there is no buyout clause in Mbappe's contract for a reason. And if somebody offered him five hundred million for Mbappe, he'd say no. Damn, that's the. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I would love to see Mbappe at the Bernabeu so I could nah, watch Messi. Oh wait, we first. gotta talk about Neymar while we at this because how's his? I've I've been I've been looking at his IG, his IG um, IGTV. Uh, looking at um his recovering. It seems like he's recovering um quite fast. Really? I I haven't seen it. What, what what's he been putting on IG? I haven't seen that. Um, just if you go on his IGTV, like he has like weekly videos of what he's doing for recovery. And it seems like, you know, <clears throat> like he's doing a lot of, he's been doing a lot of <clears throat> keeping up with his, um, with his strength. Like I'm seeing uh, he's doing a lot of strength. He's doing a lot of single leg activities to, to, you know, keep his proprioception and balance on point. Um, and then he goes to Brazil and then they put like this stuff next to his, um, the, the area of injury, his um, fifth metatarsal. Um, they put the stuff next to his um, feet right where the injury was and then he's like like scanning it and i was like what is that like what is going on what are they doing hmm. but it's so far so good man he is not i don't think he's doing any he hasn't been showing us any field training so it's everything in the pool like his body like he's, he's doing some some um conditioning work as well mm-hmm. um, other form of conditioning work so you know so far so good like he's not in the boots anymore like he spent the first two or three weeks of the video that he chose to show to the peasants, <laughs> us, um, that he's been in the boots and he's on a, um, he's using a lobstring um, crutch mm-hmm. to walk around. He's not, he's not using that anymore as of now, but he's been playing a lot of Call of Duty. Yeah, he he's got that deal with them. Yeah, he's getting- oh, he's got a deal with them. Yeah, it's it's no accident. Yeah, so he's a pro soccer player and a pro gamer. Oh, he's not a pro gamer. Oh, he just gets played to play Call of Duty. 
and say that, and that's his favorite game, which is crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Neymar, this is a great example of how factors outside of your own health can determine how fast or you recover. Yeah, because take, take for instance, like PSG season is pretty much over. Um, oh, they, no, they, yeah. Like they, they're going to win the, the league. They're out of the Champions League. So in case of Neymar, there is absolutely zero reason to rush him back. No, hell no. Like you keep him, yeah. Like we cover, we cover, bro. We don't need you on the field anymore. You cost us way too much money. We want you gotta be able to 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 pay back. Like at least next year, if it's present, make it at least to the semifinal of the Champions League. Because that's why they bought him. Yeah, yeah. They they want that Champions League and I mean, I don't. It's a whole different topic of whether or not they're going to get there, and mm-hmm. this billion dollar project isn't working out too well for them. No, but I mean, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo would have definitely possibly. been there. Yeah, and actually, yeah, that's a really good point. You he would have bought Ronaldo. He would have been cheaper too. That's yeah. <clears throat> uh, all right, so let, let's head over to England. Right, you got a few players that are coming back from injury. Kevin De Bruyne. Coming back soon. He has a thigh injury right now. He's going to barely be... noticed that he wasn't there. That's the thing. See, another example: when your team is that deep and that good, you can take all the time you need to recover because they're Gucci without you. You know. I didn't. I barely noticed. All I kept noticing was Sterling and how lethal Sterling became. Like it's crazy, ridiculous evolution. Evolution. But Kevin De Bruyne got to stop getting those thigh injury, man. He's just keep getting those every 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 now and then. Yeah, what he needs is maybe twelve weeks of strength and conditioning. Yeah, you know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's he's gonna get this off season, hopefully, as long as he doesn't go nowhere. Um, but the Ox Liverpool mm. he was injured. I think it was close to a year ago, if not already. Yeah, I think it's been a year. Like, yeah. Career-ending injury. We had a podcast with Dr. Um, – oh, my goodness. Dr. David Geyer. He, he did David a pretty Geyer. good take on his injury. He did a pretty good take on it. And he was telling us that, you know, this kind of injury where, you know, your, your um, MCL, LCL, ACL, all of that get ripped. All of that get affected. So that's a career-ending injury there. And it took, for him to – to, to go through all of this and being able to be 100% fit to play a game is, is quite amazing. Well, I mean, we don't know how uh, – they. he did say that he's never going to be the same player because, you know, the, the psychological impact, damage, this kind of injury does on you as a player is, is no laughing matter. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see how he's going to be able to move. Is he going to be able to move the same way? Is he going to be able to go for those 50-50 ball with full power? I'm interested to see how he does on the field, period. But, you know, we'll be glad to have him back. Squad is deep now. He has to compete to get a spot, too. Yeah, <laughs> That's another definitely. thing. No, for real, for real. And just to go into the details of his injury a little bit, um, Dr. David Guy on a past episode, there, he mentioned that there are four ligaments that are in the knee, right? You have the MCL, LCL, ACL, and PCL. And I forget which ones he tore, but he did tear three of them. Yeah, he, he tore three of them. With three of the four. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's a lot. 
That's it a takes lot. a lot to recover just from one ACL injury. Imagine you you kind of tore like three of them. It's tough. It's tough. But credit to him. He yeah, stuck man. with the process. Um, and he'll hopefully be back after this international break as Liverpool go on for their title push. I think we're, we'll probably see him. Um, no, the titles. I don't think we'll see him play at all. Let's say we. Let's say we. Um, because the the it's so tight right now in in the title race that we 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 can't spare any game. Say if we had like three games to spare and we won already, I would love to see him in the last like game or last two game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how how Klopp is going to use him because. It's either like they're either going to take the approach that you said where they're going to say, okay, let's, let's see how he is for the last few games of the season once the league is already decided, or they can just push him out there. Which really? also, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're, if you're Jurgen Klopp and you're Liverpool, and let's say you have injuries to like Bobby Firmino, Nabi Keita, and uh, Henderson in the midfield, and you need a midfielder, and the medical staff says he's 100% fit, then do you have a choice but to – we still have other players, man. We still I, have other players. We still have other midfielders. But let's say there, let's say there's a, there. Milner is there. I mean, a, let's let's say there's like an injury crisis and like three three. Hopefully of that doesn't happen. But yeah, hypothetically, let's say let's say it does happen, right? Because you're still in the Champions League, right? And you have all of these fixtures coming up. You're gonna have to rotate your squad. I, I think we're gonna see him. I think we're gonna see him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is if he is given a role that is much more involved than what we think. Mm. But I, I, I doubt it, but we'll, we'll let's see how it unfolds. But talk, talk about that Champions League winner, though, man. We destroyed Bayern, man. Ooh. Ooh yeah, I, listen, I didn't see that game. Walk me through. What? You yeah, didn't see was, that game? I was busy, dog. I, oh, I you were a bit. Oh, man. <laughs> let me tell you, I think. Wasn't Barcelona was playing at the same time as them? Yeah, Barcelona's playing Lyon. I would add, I would rather see the Liverpool game than the Barcelona game. Ah, uh, yeah, I that, heard Liverpool game was the same. No, no, no. Like Barcelona won like five one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like that. We won three one, and both teams were attacking. Mm-hmm. True. 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 Salah, Salah, still struggling to get goals, but man, uh, he beautiful. My mine is becoming the player, man. True. Did you see the replay? I I mean I saw some of the highlights when oh, he I saw man. him put the sauce on uh yeah on Noor on Noor yeah I don't know what Noor was thinking but he just turned on Noor and then he just lobbed the ball so that the player other players can cap man I what a what a great play uh-huh. we'll, we'll see Virgil Van Dijk came in with the header mm-hmm. to make it three ooh man. Well, I don't, we got some nice quarterfinals lined up, right? And I'm just getting the list of the quarterfinals. I want to hear your predictions because I, I'm curious to see what you think. I, I, I want to hear it. So our first matchup, we have Ajax versus Juventus. Who you got? Ooh, okay, I'm a Ronaldo fan, so I'm going Juve, of course. But that's going to be a great game. But, you know, to be honest with you, I think Barcelona is going to go to the final. Who are they playing against? Barcelona, so I, I'm going to go with Ajax. I think yeah. David Neres is going to give them the sauce. Um, however you say his name, D-Legit or whatever, center back for Ajax is no joke. Um, Barcelona are thinking about selling um, TT to buy him. 
and their center defensive midfielder, De Jong, is already a Barcelona player. Um, and he also give the entire um, the entire team sauce like that. I yeah, think Ajax you, are going through. Yeah, but you also you're not playing with um, a shell like Real Madrid here. <laughs> you're playing true. with playing with Juventus. True, true, true. Experience in the quarterfinals, so we're gonna see how you know how this 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 unfolds. We'll see. We'll see. And Barcelona playing Man United. I'm obviously wrong with my squad on this oh, one. Of yeah, man. There's no question here. Like yeah. Man United won that game by pure luck. If they didn't pure luck, that VR controversy, man, that was crazy. How Kimbappe? There's nothing that Kimbappe could have done to avoid that penalty. True. True. No, I agree. I don't think it shouldn't. So they won by chance here. So when you you playing against. You're playing against Barcelona, and I can no questions asked if you're going to lose. I would love to be proven wrong, of course. True, true. We got Spurs versus Man City. Who you got? <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. That's a good run. But we already know if, if Spurs is Spurs, you already know how it's going to unfold, man. True. I mean, this is where squad depth is key, right? Because yeah. – you don't even notice the likes of when uh, Kevin De Bruyne is gone. You take away um, Spurs' best player Harry Kane for a while, and watch what happens. You know, yeah, they don't have. They need. They need like a. They need more players. Yeah. I don't think Spurs are gonna be able to. You know, give them the sauce. Um, last one: Liverpool versus Porto. I'm wrong with your boys. I, I ain't got nothing else to say. Yeah, Liverpool's winning this. I think I would say tell somebody that we got the luckiest draw here, man. This is true. They're this like, don't true. sleep on Porto. I'm like, nah, man. We we just beat Bayern three one. Come on now. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna see a final four of Ajax, Liverpool, Man City, Barcelona. I would love to see that. Barcelona against Liverpool. Ooh. Ah, that'd be nice. That'd yeah. be nice. No, no, no. Oh, man. And then Ajax, Man City. I mean, nah, I prefer Juventus, Man City. <laughs> That's a better game. Okay, true. That's true. a better game. Either way, I am so glad because my clinicals. I'm on. I'm on clinicals during um, UCL season, which normally means that I wouldn't be able to watch. Yeah, but my clinical. I get out at 2 p.m. every day because I start at 7 a.m. every day. So I'm hype. How you get out at 2? Oh, okay. Or maybe I get out at 3. Either way, I'll be home yeah, at either 3. Either way, because the game will start at 4 o'clock, I think. Yeah, yeah, 3 or 4 because of the time change. Time change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm going to be watching show. Yeah. See who will win. Imagine if Ronaldo win and won another Ballon d'Or. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over. Damn, that, you know, don't say else, that. We're not talking about that. Nothing else will be able to inflate his ego more. Like, come on. <laughs> Did you see the uh the conversation he had with Patrice? Yeah, Aguero? with Patrice Rare. <laughs> He's like, oh no worries, man. At home with I love the broken English. <laughs> that was my favorite one. He's like, I don't know it was at home, we smashed him. And you yeah. could see it in his eyes when it's like, yo, let's we about to take this. Yeah, like, it's one thing when, like, one player believe he's going to win and then he just affect everybody else. That's why they bought him for that much money. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. And, like, you see it in his eyes that he was on a mission. Yeah. You know, and he truly, truly believed in himself, which is it's, it's hard to do. Yeah, it is hard to do, especially yeah. when it sticks so high, man. That's why players like him, Zidane, they were great. 
you know, Zidane on a day-to-day basis, when he was at Madrid, when I used to watch him as a kid, you know, he wasn't that prolific doing dribbling here and there. But when the stakes are high, he showed up. And that's yeah. why you won from your, from, your, from your big money, man. Yeah, for real. Unfortunately, you- Neymar is not feeling that shoe right now. You, I mean, that's a good point. Look at Ronaldo's eyes. Look at Zidane's eyes. And look at Neymar's eyes. They just don't... There's a disconnect there. There's a disconnect. Like, when you look at Ronaldo, you're 2-0 down. You look at him, he says, like, we're, we're about to run this. We're really about to do this. And you look at Zidane, he's got the same look. Versus Neymar, yeah. I feel like he just kind of looks lost sometimes, you know? Yeah, this is the same. It's just... Uh... It's one of those players, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. They have yeah. that look in their yeah. face that you can tell, like, yo, okay, they, they're about to take over. When mm-hmm. they, I'm looking at name, I'm, nah, I'm, not, I'm not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. Not for it's real. almost like he's still, he's still a kid. He hasn't matured. He's I think we give, much, we give Neymar too much minutes in this podcast because every time we're not talking about him. <laughs> true, true. I mean, honestly... Yeah, we, we do give him a little too much. <laughs> we let's, give him a lot of let's, minutes. Let's end there. We'll talk about him again next week, I'm sure. Once I look at his IGTV, I'll have more to say. Um, thank you guys for coming on, listening today. We will see you guys next time. All right, peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.